0: American Unicorn (laughs) flat. That's her new theme song I just wrote it at this very
1: moment (laughs) It was beautiful
0: Thank you, thank you so much I'm mad at your cats because I just went into the cat area and they didn't show their stupid faces to me. Yeah, my cats are total dicks. I don't understand why.
1: Because they're just, they they roam the basement and this is their territory and that's all they care about. They should care about me and what my needs are. They do care about trying to smother me in my sleep though.
0: So, do they come up at night and they're just like, hello?
1: Yes. During the day, they stalk the basement. And then their prime time is at night when we go to bed. Where they run around like crazy people. And you think that there's somebody in your house on the stairs. But really, it's just your cat's fat butt.
0: Penny doesn't have a fat butt. Yeah, she does. Oh, God. Yeah. Maybe that's because today... It's Fat Cat Butt Day. It's Fat Cat Butt Day. (laughs) It's National Donut Day. Yum. Today is a day that you're allowed to eat donuts and the carbs and the calories don't count. But I don't think there's anyone giving out free donuts. Yeah, probably not because... Not fair. Because this world is full of unfairness. Give me your donuts. Give me your donuts or give me your babies. It's also American Indian Citizenship Day. Nice. I don't understand that because here's why. They were here first. Yeah. Yep. Um also it's Hug an Atheist Day. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Let's get as many atheists as we can and fit them in here. Uh it's also I love my dentist day.
1: I do love my dentist. He's so hot. Yeah, I guess that's better
0: when his hand is in your mouth. Yeah, he's very attractive. It helps. It's helpful. My dentist is cool. Um, he doesn't have a computer in his office, mm. and I respect that. Um, it's also National Gun Violence Awareness Day. We'll just keep going. Um, It's also, this one's interesting, National Leave the Office Early Day. I saw that. Too bad
1: I'm not in the office. Leave your podcast office early day. Um, (laughs) This episode will be five minutes long.
0: This episode will be five minutes long. Bye. Uh, National Rocky Road Day. Like Like the ice cream. uh, Just like. (laughs) Not like a road. with lots of rocks. With boulders on it. And then. There's a, because I'm reading these from my portable cellular phone device. I'm going to show you this and you're going to hate it. Oh,
1: no. There's a
0: picture of a sad dog. Cue Sarah says, McLaughlin. Yeah, cue Sarah McLaughlin. And it says, Will you be my hero? Uh, and then right under that, it's National Rotisserie Chicken Day. <laughs> what? Oh. So I'm
1: assuming the other one was an ad
0: yeah (laughs) um also it's yell fudge at the cobras in north america day i can't make this up
1: what yell fudge at the cobras
0: in north america it's super like the snakes (laughs) founded in the early 1990s by renowned holiday creators Thomas and Ruth Roy of Wellcat well, Holidays. Well, of
1: course. The, the noted holiday creators.
0: Oh, there's a thing that says learn more. Go to it. Learn more. Yell fudge at the Cobras in North America Day is being observed today. <laughs> it has always, always been observed annually on June 2nd. Founded, blah, 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 I already read that. Um, This holiday gets the cobra slithering south. As everyone knows, cobras hate fudge. (laughs) And the mere mention of the word gets snakes to gag and slither away. On this day, people from North America go outside, point themselves south, and yell fudge at noon local time. Could it be that this ritual keeps cobras from living in North America? Sure, there are eastern coral snakes in North America, which are also known as American cobras, but these are not real cobras. But no fucking cobras. If they smell fudge, they are sure to turn back quickly.
1: Wow. Yep. Somebody was having a lot of fun when they came up with that holiday. Yeah,
0: somebody was like, how do we sell more fudge?
1: Also, my house always smells like fudge, and I keep getting snakes in my yard, so...
0: I don't think that's fair. I think you should write to these people and be like, yo. Your fudge thing. Your fudge. Fucking th- sucks. I don't. Your fudge thing, thing seems to be flawed. But this reminds me of the, what is it? Mackinac Island. Nutty Fudge. Nutty fudge. fudge Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were what? there snakes on Mackinac Island? Mm, I don't think oh, Were there so. co- Were there cobras? <laughs> they definitely weren't cobras. So maybe they're onto something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm for that. I mean, I'm for not having cobras around. Yeah. Don't like cobras. Don't like snakes. No. I mean, I get it. They're supposed to do stuff like eat. No. Things. They're only around to kill. (laughs) Fucking snakes. I mean, they can (gasps) do their thing or whatever, but I just don't want them near me. I don't want to go where they are. So I'll just. Yell
1: fudge all the time. Fudge. 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 somebody's just gonna think i'm like trying not to swear fudge <laughs> oh well are you ready i was born ready are you ready for our cryptid today
0: i am ready for our cryptid today today, today. i don't have my
1: usual coffee because we're doing this later in the day we're doing this later in the day i've expanded all my energy
0: oh no <laughs> tell me something it's new okay today.
1: i'm gonna get dressed. On this guy. Sure, do awesome.
0: we take off our pants or something to make it more jazzy? <laughs> We're a podcast. I don't think it would make it more jazzy to Jazz take hands. off our pants. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable sound. <laughs> it
1: was the chair. Okay, so. Go, go, go. Today. Are
0: we traveling today? We are
1: traveling today. And we are traveling. To a place called Nepal. <gasps> now, you love Nepal.
0: Viva Nepal!
1: And we are going to be talking about
0: oh. the Yeti. <gasps> are you ready, Yeti? Today is the day I've been waiting for. Because the way that you feel about Bigfoot is how I feel about the Yeti. Yes, yes. And I like his little snow face, snow face. <laughs>
1: I don't think he's going to let you kiss his little snow face.
0: Oh, he loves it so much. (laughs) I shall pay him in Nepalese coins. Okay. So, the Yeti...
1: Tell us where Nepal is. You tell us where
0: Nepal is. Okay. (laughs) Nepal is... It is on the rooftop of the world. It is near the Himalayas or in the Himalayas. Somewhere far, far away from here. Is that it? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Lovely word picture. Thank you. So
1: the Yeti or abomin- abominable? Tre- yep. I know words. Ab- Snowman. Ab- let's all say it together. Abominable. abomin-able. Ab- <laughs> abom- yeah, abomin- see?
0: Abominable. Abominable. <laughs> abomin- I like to
1: think that we have a listener right now who's just, like, screaming out there. Whatever gets
0: them going. Abominable. 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 (laughs) Too many bees.
1: (laughs) Snowman. Um, Let's just call him a Yeti. Yeah. Gary the Yeti.
0: (laughs) Gary (laughs) the Yeti.
1: So, um, Gary is yes. um an ape-like creature that is said to be taller than an average human that inhabits the Himalayan region of Nepal, Bhutan, and Tibet. These are my three favorite
0: places. I've never been to any either, either of those places, but I think Kristen, my friend Kristen went to Nepal and Tibet, maybe even Bhutan. Anyway, keep going. Yeah.
1: i'm so excited so i'm making your gary call sorry so um stories of the yeti first emerged um in western popular culture in the 19th century Mm -hmm. and um i thought we'd start off with some of the encounters that people have had with the yeti okay or gary is it
0: true that he likes snow
1: cones I like to think he does because I, too, like snow cones. Yeah. And I think that we could, you know, have snow cones together and I'd be totally cool with that. <sighs> Gary hit me up. Gary. So there, um, the, so the Yeti was part of pre-Buddhist beliefs um, of several groups of Himalayan people. And he was the Yeti was known um, by the Lepacha people as, quote, a glacier being and was known as guide God of the hunt. Oh, and they also believed that the blood of the wild man um, or Yeti was used in certain mystical ceremonies and he was often depicted in their art as an ape-like creature who carried a large stone as a weapon. Which is <laughs> like, I feel it's a great like, weapon. I crush things. <laughs> and made a whistling swoosh sound. <laughs> swoosh. That's amazing. <laughs> and um, so the kind of first reported encounters with the Yeti, um, the first one was in 1832. Um, and it was written, it was an account of a trekker named B.H. Hogs, Hogsons. Oh, sorry. That was my phone. I thought I had it off. Um, and his account was in northern Nepal. And why was he in northern Nepal? He was a trekker. <laughs> <laughs> he was an ice road trekker. <laughs> I said trekker. Not oh, trekker. trekker. <laughs> and this was 1830. 1830- <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't
0: <laughs> the original ice road trekker. <laughs> He's an ice road trekker. Okay, now it makes more sense. <laughs> this was in eighteen
1: thirty two when so you could just have your job title be <laughs> Trekker. Um, I just I enjoy going on treks. <laughs> and um so during his trek, um, him and his local guides st- Spotted a tall bipedal creature covered with long dark hair which seemed to flee in fear. Oh, and Hodgins thought it was an orangutan, yikes! But this is kind of what's an orangutan doing
0: in the right in northern Nepal? Um, just chilling. Yeah. so on way cool. to see the Dalai Lama.
1: But wait, there's more. Okay, keep going. So um, the first record of reported footprints of the Yeti. <gasps> so because there's lots of snow, the Yeti is known for his footprints. In the snow. In the snow. And the first recorded footprints appeared in 1899. Hmm. And um, it was recorded in Lawrence Waddle's Among the Himalayas. And he reported that his guide described to him a large ape-like creature that left the prince. And um, I feel like I've heard of him. Yeah, Waddle. Um, he didn't. He thought they might have been made by a bear, but his guides were saying, "No, it's this creature." His sherpa. His sherpa. Um, and many of the Tibetans like that they're just like yeah bro it's yeti it's yeti time it's (laughs) stop gary not yeti
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no yeah that just happened i've had yeti again (laughs) i've had these been
1: going through my head for a while i love it so they're just gonna come out of me um And then in 1925, a photographer and member of the Royal Geographical Society, N.A. Tambazi, wrote that he saw a creature near um, Zemu Glacier at about 15,000 feet. Yikes. Um, And he said that he observed the creature from about 200 to 300 yards for about a minute. And he described that, quote, Unquestionably, the figure in Outline was exactly like a human being walking upright and stopping occasionally to pull at some dwarf rhododendron bushes. It showed up dark against the snow, and as far as I can make out, wore no clothes. Uh
0: Uh-oh.
1: He was naked. He didn't
0: have pants on. Gary, go put pants on. Put some pants on. But I assume that he's covered in fur. Yeah. Wow. Gary, okay. Come on. I mean, come rude. on.
1: Rude. There are many people who are covered in fur that should wear clothes. It's true. So um, another Yeti footprint was found in 1948 by are, Peter Byrne.
0: Are there photographs of these? Yes. Prints? Do you? No. Okay.
1: You don't get to see them. They just, I mean, <laughs> picture a foot, big footprint in the snow. Okay. I will. Thank you. You're welcome. i'm all about the visual reference um and in 1938 another um oh sorry this is where my timeline messed up um in 1938 prior to the one i just told you because i'm really bad at putting dates in order um there was an encounter with a yeti um by um, Captain Day Averger, the curator Ooh. of the Victoria M- Memorial in Calcutta, India. Oh. So, this was a curator who saw this and he um, was traveling in the Himalayas when he became snowblind. Oh. Do you know well, what snowblindness
0: is? Well, so first of all, it is an Ozzy Osbourne song yeah. that is <laughs> awesome. Um, or maybe is it Black Sabbath or Aussie? I don't know. Either way. But yes, it's when you your retinas explode <laughs> all over the place.
1: Yes. It's also <laughs> when the reflection of the snow causes temporary blindness. Or that. And it's the reason people wear snow goggles when they're um, to cut down on the glare. And so he got became snow blind. And as he laid, um, fearing death from exposure, he was rescued and he claims that he was found by a nine-foot-tall Yeti <sighs> and that he, he, she, it, Gary, nursed him back to health. <gasps> Captain De Averge was then able to descend the mountain and return home. Loving you. <laughs> it's easy because you're a Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeti. <laughs> um, so... There was another report of footprints found in 1951. And then um, the most famous Yeti reports um, involved somebody you may have heard of named Sir Edmund Hillary. His name is your name. Yes. We spell it differently. Well, he's dumb. I like to think I was named after him. Definitely not. J-Factor. Um, so in 1952... Hillary, along with this is going to really—I I know this is going to be really confusing. Pretend it with you. <laughs> Let's just, gonna- just pretend it <laughs> with you. Did you
0: say I found
1: Just going to call him Sir Ed. <laughs> yes please okay so sir ed along with george Lowe, found hair on a high pass while on the mountains and they which they believed were yeti hairs what
0: how would these hairs get here exactly what there's no
1: i can tell you exactly what i was thinking <laughs>
0: you're like this can't be the hair from any other mammal that would be in this area <laughs> there are no other mammals in the entire world this must be gary <laughs>
1: She well, should have been wearing pants or it wouldn't have happened. Right. So um, in 1953, uh, um, Yeti tracks were found by Sir Ed in the Baran Kolo Range. The next year, two members of his team dis- discovered Yeti tracks in Choyang Valley. Sorry mm-hmm. if I'm butchering these names. Uh, it sounds great. Um he his trusted sherpa friends. Yes, yeah. Because like, I I want a trusted sherpa friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, told Sir Ed of their firsthand sightings of the man size yeti, and um, so you know, so, you know, Sir Edmund Hillary, you know, will always kind of be remembered, even though he did all these amazing things. Um, he climbed Mount Everest, um, and, but he's kind of known in cryptozoology as the man
0: who hunted the Yeti. This was his thing. Hunted, hunted, I mean, I know people use the phrase, I'm hunting Bigfoot or whatever, or gone, squatching, but it makes me feel like they want to kill it. Yeah. But they don't, they just want to find it. They just want to find him. Okay, that, that makes me feel better about what you did. So... <laughs>
1: was me the whole time. I wish me
0: the whole time. Can I, can we do a sidebar for a second? Because sure. I want to talk about my feelings about the Yeti. Okay. I, I... Sidebar with Laura. Sidebar time. So I think one of the reasons, well, I think there's a lot of reasons why I love the Yeti so much, but one of the reasons is because um, of a film that I saw as a young child Um the film was called Star Wars, and um, I don't think I've heard of it. Okay, it was really cool. It was like a space. <laughs> I'll opera.
1: have to look that up after when we're done.
0: Yeah, it was a great film. I recommend it. Um, and there was a planet called Hoth, okay. and there was a creature on it called the Wampa. Some results from a search. <laughs> <laughs> so. My phone has found a picture of a wampa, and this is what I picture the yeti to look like. Oh, why is it covered in blood? Well, because it just ate something horrible. <laughs> but he's covered in fluffy white, snow, and he has two horns, and he's real tall and fluffy, and he looks like he's a handsome character. And, um, yeah, he's got claws, and he was an Empire Stripe. Stripe. Strikes back and uh, <laughs> the emperor stripes back. The emperor stripes <laughs> bass. <laughs> and um, I think that's why, because of also my connections, which I feel like my former lives were from Nepal, Bhutan, oh, yeah. Tibet, mm-hmm. um, that I have this connection to this abominable showman named Gary. Name Gary. That's my corner. Nice. I know this is on Laura Corner. Hey, it's over. (laughs) You've turned the corner.
1: So um, continue Yeti again. (laughs) It's going well. Mm -hmm. Yeti puns. Mm -hmm. Um, So in late in the late 1960, um, Sir Ed was sponsored by the World Book Encyclopedia Company of Chicago to go on his most famous expedition to Nepal in search of the Yeti. So he was, like, actually sponsored to go um, In 1960? Yeah, 1960. And he started kind of getting into it in the early 1950s. Why
0: did I think that he did this so longer ago?
1: He was born in 1919 in New Zealand. And... I don't have his death dates, but 1919. Okay. So when he was born.
0: So... He died in 2008. Yeah. I remember when he died. I was 18. I, because it's weird, because I, you know, I picture him being like 19th century, but he wasn't. Mm-mm. Okay. So, there was also
1: an expedition... Um f- that was uh, done by the Daily Mail in 1954. And they trucked um, in search of the Yeti, and he, the leader, John Angelo Jackson, photographed some symbolic paintings of the Yeti um, during his travels. And they tracked and photographed a bunch of footprints, most of which were unidentifiable um however many people think that these weren't actually yeti footprints but they were footprints that had been manipulated due to erosion by wind oh so we'll see um there was also as part of this expedition it was alleged that they found And obtained hair specimens from what they believe to be a yeti scalp that was found in the Pang Monastery. So I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I saw something on it on TV once. But there's this... They claimed at this monastery to have a yeti skull. Huh. Because yetis are said to have like high-ridged pointed
0: heads with like a long ridge. Which is um, also in buddhism the buddha has like a, a ridge on the mm-hmm. top of his head
1: Yeah. so they claim to have a yeti scalp at this monastery um the hairs were um hmm. analyzed however and they believe that they um were not of a bear or an ape but that they were from a coarse-haired hoofed animal it's like a yak yeah a yak hey don't talk <laughs> back So in 1956, um, there was a sighting by Slamour Rekhaus, who claimed in his book that he and some others were crossing the Himalayas and their path was blocked for hours, which this is. Your path was blocked for hours by two bipedal animals that were doing seemingly nothing but shuffling around in the snow. <laughs> this is like by far my favorite. Flora um, <laughs> was moving. Jeez. Don't smell. <laughs> Sounds like an avalanche.
0: I'm <laughs> blocking the path.
1: Um, so, yeah, they were just like, whoa, whoa, you can't come down here. Whoa, <laughs> hey, hey. We're, left, we're, just,
0: we're left, just jamming. Right, right left. Jamming. Right, you we're, go right. We're jamming. <laughs> we're jamming. We're jamming. We're snow jamming. <laughs> so, there you go. Because um, that's what you do at like 15,000 feet yep. is you just like jam around.
1: And to tie into our Bigfoot episode, in 1957, an American, American named Tom Slick <laughs> um, oh! He went on a few missions to investigate Yeti reports. And in 1959, he collected supposed Yeti feces. <laughs> Scat. Um, and the fecal analysis found a parasite which could not be classified. And so some cryptozoologists believe that because each animal has its own internal, like, parasites and their sure. own thing going on yeah that because the parasite was unknown the host animal was equally unknown
0: unknown it was gary's poop (laughs) once again
1: poop evidence i wonder if he collected it in gallon jug
0: i hope so because that's how you do it
1: (laughs) um so all of this is going on and, you know, I just listed like a ton of expeditions.
0: And that was going. a ton.
1: It was a ton. Well, there'll be more later, but we're going to have a brief interlude. So this got so out of hand that the U.S. government thought that finding the Yeti was likely enough that they created um, rules about searching for it, about rules that Americans had to follow when they were searching for the Yeti.
0: Your tax dollars, <laughs> hard at work.
1: So th- in the research I was doing, it was just kind of briefly mentioned. But because we have really awesome people who work with us, yes. um, a person we both know yes. um, from work actually found the original Foreign Service Dispatch... From the United States government outlining the regulations governing mountain climbing expeditions in Nepal relating to Yeti.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's really true.
1: So this is um, this was unclassified a few years ago, um, but it's dated November 30th,
0: 1959.
1: Oh, and it's like all typed and
0: everything. Oh, my God.
1: So, I wanted to read to you the the original words.
0: Read me the words.
1: You turned mine up. My headphones up, by the way.
0: I meant to turn turn it down a little bit. So, um,
1: these are the regulations. Um, Quote, there are, at present, three regulations applicable only to expeditions searching for the Yeti in Nepal. These regulations are to be observed in addition to the 15 clauses as listed in the Mountaineering and Scientific Expedition in Nepal. Would you like to guess at what any of the regulations might be?
0: Always carry a, an ice pick.
1: Bring Gary some pants.
0: Bring Gary pants. So the three rick- are... snow... Like, <laughs> make snow cones.
1: But not yellow ones. Don't
0: drink yellow snow cone juice.
1: I don't and- have guesses.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you've But those were so good.
1: <laughs> so the three regulations are that a royalty of $5,000 in Indian currency will have to be paid to his majesty's government of Nepal for a permit to carry out an expedition in search of Yeti.
0: OK, that's un- that seems fair and reasonable. OK,
1: number two. In case Yeti is traced, it can be photographed or caught alive, but it must not be killed or shot at except in an emergency arising out of self-defense. Oh, my God. All pictures taken of the animal, the creature itself, if captured alive or dead, must be surrendered to the government of Nepal at the earliest time.
0: Well, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So maybe Nepal has a Yeti and they're just not saying anything. It's
0: kind of an impoverished country, so... I can see why they may want to, like, drum up interest in it so that more people go there so that they get $5,000, but... (laughs) So, news and
1: reports throwing light on the actual existence of the creature must be submitted to the government of Nepal as soon as they are available and must not in any way be given out to the press or reporters for publicity without the permission of the government of Nepal. Hmm. This was signed for the ambassador, Ernest H. Fisk, counselor of the of the U.S. Embassy in Nepal.
0: That's amazing! What an amazing piece of American history that is. I just I love that it exists. Yeah. Let me see that. I want to see it with my hands. <laughs> yep, that was typed out a typewriter.
1: It's amazing. I love that. I don't, I don't. just. Super cool.
0: It is super cool. Thank you to our colleague who found this. American Embassy, Kathmandu, Department of State, Washington. Yeah. foreign. It's legit. Yeah. It's super legit. I wonder um, what other amazing things exist like this. This is amazing. Can we put this on our website?
1: Uh, I think so. It's unclassified.
0: Right. So, yeah. I mean, this even says. So, it has a bunch of departments on it, too. Like, a lot of letters that I don't understand. <laughs> One, Some of the letters are CIA, USIA, OSD, OCB, Army, Navy, Air. Hmm.
1: And I do have to say that um, we have to thank Emily for scanning this this morning because I left it on my desk at work. <laughs> and I was like, oh no! Thanks, Emily.
0: Your hair is pretty and your cupcakes are
1: delicious. True. She's a sweet baby angel. So. Um, She's a sweet baby yeti. <laughs> sweet baby yeti. Um, so there's lots of other expeditions and witnesses um, in the 60s, 70s, 80s um, skulls um, so in 1983 um, a Himalayan conservationist Daniel C Taylor and the Himal- a Himalayan national historian Robert L Fleming Jr led an Yeti exhibition sorry expedition getting ahead of myself um, in Nepal's Buran Valley and he, they saw, you know, Yeti footprints, um, large nests and trees. What? Yeah. Um, why, the, why the fuck? And Would there be were. A tree? trees? I don't know. Large birds. <laughs> um, and there were vivid reports from local villages, villagers of two bears um, that were in the area. And they collected skulls. From this expedition that were compared to known skulls at the Smithsonian Institution, American Museum of Natural History and the British Museum and confirmed that the skulls that they found were from the Asiatic bear, black bear. OK. Um, so interestingly enough, these bears are able to walk like other bears, on two feet, uh-huh. upright, and they are known to walk upright even when they aren't like reared up to attack. They're just like blocking
0: paths. Yeah, they're blocking mountain passes. <laughs> they're like so, playing volleyball.
1: So, um, you know the so one of the possible explanations for the yeti is that they are misidentifying wildlife. No, no. but I I also. No. I feel like if it was just misidentified wildlife, why would the U.S. government feel the need to...
0: Issue a memo. To issue
1: the those regulations. Like, that's insane. Like, they weren't doing anything better in 1959. Right.
0: Yeah. They, mm-hmm. there, there was, like, Cuban Missile Crisis or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about American <laughs> history.
1: I just want to be distracted by Yeti talk. Oh, my God. Um. So... One thing that I actually did not know about the Yeti is that um, there are different types
0: of Yetis. Okay. Do any of them have a tail? You're about to find out. Oh!
1: So um, I'm going to butcher these because they're native names. <laughs> Good luck. I'm excited. Brace yourselves. So the Dizu is the biggest hulking type of yeti who sometimes walks on all fours and seems to be half bear half half ape Mm -hmm. and this um this form of the yeti is thought to be a type of bear it has claws claws and um it it has carnivorous have habits in addition to its bear like appearances
0: so that looks like the one from return of the jedi
1: yeah um, and it, this was one that is commonly used in fiction. Um, but most cryptozoologists think that if it is in fact a bear, it must be a new species of bear because the descriptions don't match with any um, known bear species. Hmm. So the uh, the next is the mate, met- And this is the classic yeti that you think of that stands uh-huh. about six feet tall and has a pointed top. To its head. So that big bridge on the top. And the mete is the subject of the most research and is the only variety of ye- the Yeti that most people hear about. Huh. Um, so whenever you've read about any Yetis, it's, you know, sounds most cl- very close to Bigfoot and is this type of Yeti. Um, and it descri- it's described as being a cross between a gorilla and a man. Huh. So. And then the third type is the ta and this is a three-foot-tall frog-eating yeti oh my that God. makes its home in steamy jungle valleys between mountains. Um, and sometimes um, researchers have thought that this is a juvenile yeti, so t- it like tween. It grows up in the steamy jungles and then moves to the <laughs> the higher peaks. <laughs> Um, and it is the most human lake of the Yetis and is thought to be a race of primitive humans. Oh, wait, what's that one called? The Talama, T-E-H hyphen L-M-A. Nice. Um, but there's been a very little research done on this little Yeti. I think we should get out there. Yeah. Right now, you want to go? Yeah. Scale the mountains? Yeah. Search of the Yeti. It'll be great. Um I want to go to there. <laughs> so um Man Bear. I just wanted to to sum up our Yeti that um, with our Yeti talk that um according to most like actual legends from the Himalayan region. The Yeti is more of a spiritual being Mm -hmm.
0: than an animal. Mm -hmm.
1: And it is often worshipped and attributed to many supernatural powers and has been known to interbreed with humans. Uh Uh-oh. In addition, um, some legends say that there's no actual like breeding population of Yetis, but that... Each Yeti is actually the transmogified quasi-solid ghost of a dead human, <laughs> yeah. which is insane. So, like, Yetis are, like, ghosts of people who don't get to go to <sighs> what, t- Tibetan paradise. I don't know. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, however, other local mythology has, um, stated that yetis are actually demons that have been assigned to guard mountains. Mm -hmm. So the humans do not ascend the peaks and disturb the gods who live there.
0: Okay, I like that.
1: Um, which is probably why those ones were, like, shuffling around. You shall not pass! Um, and, um, the person who, um, I was reading this from wrote, if it's true, then the Yetis have failed miserably. <laughs> sure, they're not
0: good at their job. No,
1: they, they got fired a few years back. You are fired. Um, Gary's looking for. He's looking, looking for, for
0: work. He's looking for a job. Maybe he can become a trucker. <laughs> um,
1: so, so yeah, that's kind of, um, you know, the Yeti's pretty awesome. He he's likes magical. to hang out. He's magical. Um, there's different types. Um, I like
0: the frog one, frog eating yeah, one. That's crazy. But, you know... How many frogs are in that area of the world? I don't... It'd be in the jungle-like valley,
1: valleys between the mountains.
0: Okay. So this is a lot of information. Yeah.
1: There's a lot. I mean, if you think about it, why has there been so much if there's
0: nothing? If there's nothing... There has to be something. Yeah. Like there's a government memo.
1: Yeah. An actual government memo that we have.
0: It's nuts. I think the king of Nepal is hiding something and we need answers. Yeah. We should, we should go there and ask him.
1: <laughs> We're leaving right now to go ask.
0: I'm going to pack my bag.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that is our... Yeti friend. Gary, Gares. Gary, the pants wearing Yeti.
0: Thank you for doing the Yeti. You're welcome. I was spurned
1: on by our the information we were passed. Yeah, the government documents we were secretly given. I felt very important when it was given to me. And I really wish that I had like a black folder that I could put it in a, at, a briefcase
0: at the top. The priority says air pouch. <laughs> I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> the pigeon, a carrier pigeon. Oh
0: yes, put it inside. The also pigeon. known as the air pouch. <laughs> Just send him off. Yes, the tote bag of the sky. The tote bag of the sky. <laughs> hashtag tote bag of the sky. Oh, you're getting better at hashtag. Thank you. <laughs> hashtag air pouch. <laughs>
1: so um yep that was the yeti and thank you for hanging out with us
0: thank you thank you for listening please if you listen and you enjoy us rate and review five stars itunes itunes
1: you can follow us on twitter facebook website all kinds of places nepal nepal we're, we're everywhere. We're omnipresent.
0: We're ubiquitous. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: So thanks for hanging out with us today and enjoy your weekend.
0: Don't forget to yell fudge. And keep out. it weird, people. Bye.